How to start a $100,000 a year business and get it to 1 million. Hey there, welcome to The Sketchbook. This is a podcast documenting my rough notes on creativity, business, and life. I wish people had documented some of the journeys that they've went through when they're building their stuff and I'm doing that when I'm building my own things and going through the journeys of life. So let's jump into today's topic. All right, some context. By the way, this is the podcast where I'd like to sort of give a disclaimer of humility which is, I am not at all in any way, shape or form. I'm good at what I'm doing. I just, I'm very new to the world of business. I'm making money and I'm an artist by profession for a very long time. And I've sort of learned how to do business with my art or have art as an integral part of my business. So then that means just take everything that I say with a huge grain of salt. So what is my credibility? My business has been doing approximately $180,000 for the past uh, three years. And uh, I'm, I'm happy with where things are and I am growing little by little every single year. And I've been able to do this because of some of the following lessons that I'm about to sort of summarize so that I can revise and get back to these lessons and make sure that I articulate the journey that I went through in the past couple of years and sort of take away some solid lessons, which I can then later use, you know, use later on in my life. So the whole point is basically I'm doing this podcast for myself. So take everything that I say with a huge grain, not even just a grain, a truckload of salt, because I do not know what I'm doing and I'm trying to find out how I'm doing certain things. So yeah, welcome to the journey, folks. Uh, all right, so today's question that I want to sort of articulate on or answer is this, how to start a $100,000 a year business and get to potentially $1 million a year. The second part, I do not know the answer except on a theoretical basis. The first part, I have walked the walk on that front. So I'm sort of going to sort of share what I have done and some of the lessons that I've learned in it. Step by step, that is what I'm going to do. Okay, backstory. I did not intend to go into business. I accidentally stumbled upon the whole concept and the idea of business and making money with my art quite accidentally, to be honest, as in, I didn't, I expected to make some money out of my art and make a living out of my art and potentially sort of do something else for making money. But the things that I did over the past couple of years had allowed me to sort of make a full-time income out of my art and run a business and run a studio with people, team, and, and a bunch of people working for me, thankfully. And I did not know that I was in business till like I re really remember the moment, actually, quite honestly, where I was having a meeting with a bank manager who, uh, who had my account, you know, in that particular bank. I was having a meeting. It was so weird. I didn't, I didn't, I don't do these kinds of things like professional meetings with bank folks. This all seems so new to me. So sitting in, uh, you know, on one side of a table and he was sitting on the other side of the table. And at that time I had like four employees, right? And he, he was like, you are an entrepreneur. You are a businessman. You're a business guy. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, you, you have a business. You make money. You're paying people. You have overheads. You have income. You have expenditure. You have profits. You have sales. You have marketing. You have all these factors. This is a business. And that's when it struck me that actually what I was doing was, was the game of business. 
And I did not know that I was in business till that point, to be honest. I thought I'm just an artist and I'm hiring people in order to get help. So to remove things off my plate as and when I can. And I try to invest my time uh, in places where it would make me money later on in the future. And uh, that's how I thought I went about it. But at that point in time, he sort of clarified to me, you're in business, man. You better buckle up, buddy. That's what he said. No, he didn't say that in, in that exact sentence. He's like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put your, you gotta get your head together, right? I mean, it wasn't like, it was not like it wasn't together before. No, it's just better when things are going well, you just get it together. Thankfully, I didn't listen to his advice. <laughs> Anyways, that's a story for another time. But regardless, right? So this is how I got into this whole game of business, right? And how did I get into it? So what do I do? What do I sell? And you know, how do I make the money that I was making? So my intention was not to make money and make sell stuff. Again, like I told you, my thing was like, I want to I draw, I want to make art. And I would love to make money out of it. And I was trying to find avenues and ways in order to make money out of it. Right. And then, you know, obviously, uh, I have apparently gained solid skill sets along with art over the past couple of years, like seven to eight years, along with art that that had helped me sort of put together a product that would stand out in the market enough to make the money that I was sort of making. Obviously, $180,000 a year is not a lot of money, right? It's very little, it's very minuscule in the larger scheme of things. But I am a quite the, let's say, uh, you know, an humble man uh, to some extent. Uh, in some extent, I'm not. I'm, you know, it's, 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 a chunk, it's a good chunk of money. It's a good chunk of money, thankfully. And it's a good chunk of, you know, good chunk of it is profit, right? Thankfully because of the way we run things. It could be way better, trust me. Uh, I'm not running things as well as I could. Um, by the way, I'm sort of, you know, f falling my way forward. That's how I'm sort of figuring this whole thing out. Clearly, I'm not walking my way to progress. I'm just like hitting my face every single place, you know, like wherever I'm going and sort of learning my lessons. It's kind of a fun thing. It's a fun thing. But anyways, as I was saying, the thing that we sell, what I wanted to do was create a product that was completely different. So I was reading this book called Rework, which was from the startup world, from the software world, right? And it often talked about creating products and services that are very unique, that are that is scratching your own itch, that is in the category of one, which by the way is a concept from this book called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. And, uh, you know, also a concept that Tim Ferriss often talks about. Uh, and I wanted to sort of create something that is unique, that would, that would be a good investment of my time, that would accrued in value over time if I sort of, you know, kept up with it. And I was like, I wanted to create something that is like the workout home DVDs that I used to follow along back in the day when I was trying to get fit. So I used to be fat. And I wanted to sort of get fit. And I used to buy these home workout DVDs. And they were extremely easy for me to sort of put them into my computer and then just play the workout and follow along, right? It was so easy. And they, these were like these 90-day challenges, 100-day challenges. Yeah. And I, I, I just loved the whole concept. And that's how I learned how to work out and even exercise. I, I was not able to do a single push-up. 
before these things. Then I was able to do push-ups, pull-ups, squats, lunges, all these other exercises that I thought I'd never be able to do, right? I learned all of these things from home workout DVDs. And one of my biggest inspirations was Tony Horton, Tony Horton of the P90X Creator. So he had this program called P90X. It's a 90-day home workout DVD program. I freaking loved it. Right? I followed P90X3, it was more manageable. It was very hard, but it was manageable, right? More than P90X, I was never able to finish that. Uh, so my thing was, let me create something exactly like that from drawing. So from day one, my approach was, I wanted to create a product that was not a course, right? So artists, what, what, what we often do is you learn a skill, you create a course and then you sell it through information. You sell information. But the thing about information is that it goes away after a long time. I know after a while, meaning it loses its value once it's consumed. You want something that does not lose its value once it's consumed. You know, you need something that has slightly a higher rate of value, in a, say compared to say information. Because I had, I was doing workshops, art workshops. First, I was teaching drawing classes for kids, right? When I was trying to, when I was super broke, right? And then I started doing these art workshops. Then I realized that I was one good at communicating and teaching, and then one I was second, I was good at say, you know, synthesizing all the knowledge that I had into say actionable chunks of uh, inf pieces of information which can be, you know, used. So I found I did these workshops, and then I was like, hi, you know what? you know, I have the skill sets to create like a really good course and I went ahead and made it. And I made like say, you know, 20,000 or $30,000 in that given year, which is a good chunk of money, right? Like, yes, that's nice, right? So, but the thing is, if you want to do big, to do better, to do things well on a consistent basis over a long period of time, you need to slightly think in terms of say a productized service. A productized service is something where you take a service and you basically productize it. By the way, I I'm, I'm still do not know what I'm talking about, about half of the things that I'm talking about, but I'm just sharing my experience. So if I look like a complete noob, you are probably right, I am one. <laughs> so, the thing is, I was like, I want to create like a, I wanted to create a service like Headspace and Waking Up and Beachbody and P90X. These were all my inspirations, right? And I wanted to sort of create something that would be like a nice test run of it. And that was Drawing Camp. Drawing Camp was one of those workout, home workout DVD like programs, but for art and drawing. And a lot of freaking people loved it. You know, like we have nothing but good things to say. I mean, we have gotten nothing but good things from those who have enrolled in the program. And, and I have not done a good job in communicating this aspect about the program uh, to people. Hence, it's sort of coming off as like a course. And, and one of the, you know, one of the things that often people say is like, uh, we can find the same information online in different places. Yes, you can, but we do not sell information. What I did or tried to do different with Drawing Cam was to sell implementation and give away the information for free, right? And that is exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm sort of, I'm by the way sharing all my secrets right here. So steal, feel free to steal it and, and implement it so that I can then I can learn from you instead of using my own time to learn things. Uh, 
So my whole idea was give away the information and then sell the implementation, right? Give away the information for free, gain goodwill, and then give uh, sell the implementation so that you make money, you will help the folks, and you know everybody's happy. Those who don't have the money, they learn and all that good stuff, right? So that's what I did. So we created a program called Drawing Camp over a span of two years, and now it is... It's making the money it's making. It's say it's almost 80 to 90% of the revenue, but I'm sort of trying to, I wouldn't say diversify. I'm not diversifying at all. In fact, I'm actually going all in on this one thing, right? Instead of diversifying. So lessons, right? If I were to start and do this whole thing all over again, how would I do it? How would I get to a $100,000 a year business and potentially get to $1 million a year? Before I share my opinion, I would like to share the answers of some well-learned and more intelligent folks in this space who, you know, who has done this thing over and over again. One of the answers that often Alex Hormozy, a entrepreneur, you know, founder of acquisition.com says is, what you do to get $100,000 a year is this. You sell one product through one channel to one avatar. You sell something to someone. And that's how you get to $100,000 a year. If you want to get to a million dollars a year, you want to sell something to someone consistently. That's what you need to do. And there is so much wisdom in that two, you know, that one sentence, consistently, right? Consistently. Because as I went into this game of trying to make money with my art so that I can make art, I've realized you gotta you gotta become more organized. You gotta become more systemized. You gotta have systems and processes and things in place. You can't just wing it, right? There's no winging it <laughs> in this game, buddy. Cash boy, this is a podcast for the younger version of yourself, my friend. So listen to me, Cash. What you need to do to get from zero to hundred thousand dollars is this: sell something to someone. And do that as many times as you possibly can. Good. You'll make you 100 grand. Awesome. And there's so much simplicity. I know you're, you're probably stressed right now. You're like, what do I sell? What do I do? What do I do? Don't worry about any of those things, right? What you actually need to do is start and know that the questions that you're asking, the answers for the question that you're asking lies in you starting and going through the journey, right? So, if you're stressed, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're uncertain, that is completely fine because everyone who has done this before you who does not have a coach, ow, I just tweak my neck, ah, right? We're like this. They, were, they had no clue what they were doing and they were just trying to learn from other folks who have done it and they were just trying to mirror things around. So that's what I would do, Kesh, start. But with that said, little Kesh, here are some things you might want to keep in mind when you're starting with things which I wish I had known. Number one, art business. Stop trying to start an art business. There's no such thing as an art business. There's, there's just a business and can be in a given category. Any business should offer a valuable service or a product in exchange for money. And the thing with you wanting to start an art business, little cash, is this, you're trying to sell your art, right? Unless you sell your art literally for hundreds and thousands of dollars, right? You might have to accrue other skill sets that goes along with your art in order to do things, 
what do you say, make money. And those skill sets doesn't necessarily just have to be skill sets, they're also actually beliefs about what you believe to be true in terms of the world. Like, like stuff you believe, like cheap stuff sells. I'm going to, uh, one of the beliefs that I used to have, like, you know, uh, when I was starting out was, uh, man, this whole, just a second, let me just adjust the mic, yes. One of the beliefs that I used to have was, I'm going to create a $10 product, sell it to a million people, I'm going to, I'm going to make $10 million. One, it's a great plan. In execution, you're, you're just going to have a very crappy time because you do not know what it takes to acquire one customer, right? And it's, it's not easy, trust me, it's not easy to get one million people getting, you know, say, enrolled into your programs or sell to one million people. It's much easier to sell a $1,000 thing for a thousand people rather than a $10 thing to one million people or a hundred thousand people. So that was one of the first lessons that I've learned. It's easier. And when you're starting out, you might want to stack the deck in your favor by creating highly valuable and high-priced products and services to very few people and leave out the other people. Niche down. Niche down to blow up, right? Uh, that's, that's another thing I've learned. Niche down to blow up. Uh, if you go broad, you'll go broke. That is the thing. You got to really focus on one thing, right? And that one thing should be something that should be in a category of one. You want to create something that is unique, that stands out from the market rather than just like another run-of-the-mill thing. And you can do that by scratching your own itch and sort of including certain factors that makes that product uniquely your own. One one leverage that I would be extremely careful and one lever that I would be extremely careful to pull in order to make a, a product unique is this, putting yourself as the main main face. The thing about, say, building a business, which I've learned, is if you, if you are creating a creator business, right? If you're creating a creator business, then you always need to be working. If you want a business business, instead of a day job, basically. So <laughs> that's, that's the thing about, you know, people who get into business or trying to make money on their own. You know, I heard this wonderful quote somewhere which said, uh, you know, entrepreneurs work 80 hours a week. And what is, what is that thing? Entrepreneurs, you know, work themselves to death for 80 hours a week for working for themselves instead of working 40 hours a week on a, in a day job. Right. So, no, no, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got it right now. I got it right now. Oh, you know, uh, entrepreneurs will work 80 hour weeks in their business in order to avoid 40 hour day jobs. Right. I'm still butchering the quote, but the whole thing is like, you know, most people try to run from a day job and try to create a business and then you just create, end up creating another day job. So, uh, that was my case for like at the very start. Right now, it's probably not. So, that's why, you know, I did, I did a couple of changes with drawing camp. Uh, so one, don't pull, put yourself too much into the business. You should, you should be able to create an asset or something that makes money that is just solely not only dependent on your face value. It should, it should have its value or, you know, of its own. So that is one, scratch your own itch, 
be in the category of one so that if you're scratching your own niche will allow you to sort of understand the customer really well, thus providing a product or a service that is extremely nuanced and detailed because you are in the trenches with them experiencing the problem. Therefore, you will know the pain points and that, therefore you will create a solution to the problem. And that's how the world works. You know, people like us, you come in, you get into problems and you solve things and you move the civilization forward. That is how the thing works, right? So that is one. Don't create a course. If you're going into the art business, know that you need to accrue other skills. And the way you accrue other skills is pick one skill, do 100 repetitions of it. That is a very simple way to do things. And once you go along the journey, you then choose one thing to get really good at, right? So that is one uh, thing about, say, getting from zero to 100 and 100 to 1 million. Focus on one product, a little cash. Take one product focus on that product, you can have multiple offers in that given product. We can, you can sell it at different price points, different variations and all that stuff, but create one product for one avatar and market it through one channel so that you can actually learn the business fundamentals. This is a lesson I missed for a very long time and I'm still slowly learning it. I haven't fully learned it. Uh, because if you really want to build a stable and a solid business that will last even after 10 years, my friend, you got to work on the fundamentals, just like you work on the fundamentals of drawing. And the fundamentals of business is learning to master three core essential items in any given business, which is channel, aka marketing, or the ways through which you'll get customers or leads, then is the product, which is the thing that you're actually selling. It should be absolutely freaking fantastic. And then the avatar, who you're selling to, so that you can customize your message and talk in certain ways, or you can you can you can one communicate to the you know to that particular avatar in ways only they could understand, and also at the same time you can create these niche down products and focus on uh, say very small selling to very small set of people instead of like literally everyone, which usually does not work unless you are like a different vehicle. Speaking of vehicles. The boat you're in matters a lot. This is something I've recently learned, which is this. Yes, you can make money with your art, but should you make money with your art? Word of advice, don't. <laughs> the thing is this, if you make start making money with your art, what happens is you start diluting your creative process or creativity in order to fit into the molds of customers. And that often puts you in a box. Now, you can separate these things and create, have art separate and, you know, think stuff separate. So that's why I never made money with my art directly because I knew I would have to sort of put things into a box. I didn't want to do that. So therefore, I put teaching art into the box, therefore making, allowing my art to be completely free on its own. I can just create whatever the heck I want, right? So, by the way, also freedom, unlimited freedom. Yeah, it's not as fun as it sounds. You know, it sounds so, yeah. Yeah, I'm free all the time. It's, it's a prison, trust me. I've been free all the time and it, it is not given the happiness that I thought it would, you know, would. So, a couple of things on that little cash. Just, just watch out for that things, buddy. So, focus on one product, little cash. And you got to focus on three things. What, who, and how. What is the problem that you're trying to solve? Who are you trying to solve it for and how are you going to do it? The, the very common mistake is this, starting with the how. Don't start with the how. Oh, I'm going to create a course to solve, uh, teach someone something. 
That's the how. What is the problem? Oh, this person wants to get from point A to point B. That is a problem. Is a course necessary? Or can you, can you go do something else? Is, is that a different solution that you can come up with in order to solve their problem? So what, who, and how? By the way, little plug. If you're an artist with, uh, say, art skills and want to monetize their stuff with, say, you know, and, and make, say, thirty to $40,000 a year in side income, uh, you know, and ha having to skip through all the hard phases of not knowing what to do, email me saying creatives, K-R-E-A, T-I-V-S, creatives, with the subject line creatives. I want to be a creative, right? Email me and then I'll take you, I'll show you how you can do this thing, how you can uh, how you can get from zero to one. That's That's all I know. I don't know how to get from one to 10. I know how to get from zero to one right? I, I mean, I do know how to get from 1 to 10. I just haven't done it. So then there's no point in me, you know, talking about something without walking the walk. Anyway, so with that said, what, who, and how? Don't start with the how, start with the what and who. Define your people. And uh, here's the thing about who. Who is basically the market that you're going after. If you're going after a market which has money, you will make a lot of money. Simple stuff. If you're selling that's why people who are in finance make more money than people who are in art. Because there is more money in finance because the people who are in finance have more money. Or in law, or in uh, what, what are the industries, you know? Unlike all the money industries, right? Health, the, the big three, the health, wealth, and relationships. If your business falls into any of these three buckets, health, or wealth, or relationship, it's very easy to make a lot of money. Compared to, say, art, if you pair art with health or health or happiness, then you can sort of then get into the core needs of the people. So that is the thing. Next lesson, which is this. Easy to sell a $1,000 product to 100 people than a $100 product to 1,000 people. I think I've already talked about this in, in little thing over there. It's like, yeah, cash. Dude, zone in, buddy. Zone in. Try, try, stop trying to sell to everyone. Zone in. Also, read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. A great freaking book. I would highly recommend that book. Do it. Get it. And, and yeah, that's the thing. And uh, I think, I think, I think, I think these are it, actually. It's a weird podcast, by the way. I don't know what I'm doing. So, so, back to our question. How to start a $100,000 a year business? This is what you do. You know, you create a product. One product, one offer, one channel, one avatar, not even one offer. You can, you can have one, one product and, and a couple of tiers of offer. And you sell to one avatar. And if you do that consistently, you got a business. Uh, after that, does it have enterprise value? You know, stuff that I'm recently learning, there's something that I learned called enterprise value, meaning what is the value of your business? Depends on if your business can run on its own without you. If everything depends on you, my friend, then your business is not a business, just a day job. That's a hard lesson that I learned. If it stops spinning without you, it's a day job, not a business. You might as well go get a day job because business has risks. And if you don't understand the risk of business, then it's best not. Okay, one, I wouldn't say it's best not to get into it. I did not know the risks of business. <laughs> when I was getting into it. So yeah, just just do what works for you. That's the thing. Well, I, I'm just telling you, it, it has its risks. So it's best to sort of know that and get into it 
than not know that and be naive about it. Uh, so, sort of end this podcast on a random note, which is master business fundamentals till you hit $1 million to $3 million. So here are the business fundamentals that you need to hit if you want to go from $100,000 to, to a million or more. This is, this is my plan, right? One, individualize the offer. Create one offer, one product, and increase the lifetime value of a given product or the offer. Then that means if you are selling a one product for $100 and that's all your customers can buy from you, then it's very it's going to be hard for you to make a million dollars a year business because to be honest then you need to sell a hundred dollar product to literally ten thousand people every single year so what is easier if the lifetime value meaning throughout the lifetime of the customer from the point of their uh, interaction with you as a customer if they can buy more products and services from you and you can give more value to them by offering different kinds of products and services uh, to them and have more, say, lifetime gross profit per customer, which is, uh, which is a term I learned from Alex Ramosi, LTGP, which basically means revenue does not mean equal profit. That's another lesson. Just because you make $100,000 doesn't mean you're making $100,000 a year. For example, like 70% of it goes in like taxes, overheads, this and that and all this. So then you take home like 30% of that. And India has quite the freaking high tax rate compared to even the US and Canada. And uh, I mean, not Canada. Canada, I think it's like 50%, almost half year income is gone. Man, I have a friend from Canada. I don't know how, how he lives there. Buddy, <laughs> you moved to India. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so... Yes, if you want to get from one to three million dollars a year, here's what you do. Take that one product, make it absolutely effing interesting and best in the world. That's one of the advice I got from my Canadian friend, by the way. Uh, uh, you know, he, he, he gave me, he's, he, he, he sold his company, you know, he, he, he made his money and all that stuff. So he, he knows clearly what he's talking about and and he gave me this piece of advice, like cash, make the best product in the world, man. That's the best, that's the only advice that you need at this point. Make the best freaking product, bro. And he also told me, which is uh, another thing which he told me was, what was it? Uh, heads, I win. Tails, I don't lose much. Meaning you take asymmetric bets, meaning you take bets in businesses, you make decisions and in those decisions, don't try to make all or nothing decisions, rather make decisions which like, if you win the decision, uh, you get, you stand to gain a lot. If you lose, you don't lose much at all, right? That's that's what he meant. And these are two things I've, I've quite honestly learned from him. And uh, so if you want to take your one to th you know, thing from one to three, make the best product in the whole world, standardize your channels, and make sure the channel does not only involve you. And, uh, you know, clarify the avatar. Make, give more value to the avatar. And you do all these things consistently. And by consistently meaning you have certain, certain operations that are happening in the business. You systemize it. You standardize it. You schedule every little aspects and actions that you need to do every single freaking day. And you either do it or you delegate it to other people who will do it. So that is the thing.
that is a podcast. That is quite the brain vomit right there. And uh, I'm not sure if this was helpful at all, but I just want to sort of get these things out. And quite honestly, now that I've put it out, I've just realized the whole idea of how to create a $100,000 a year business is completely, I wouldn't say confused. I'm just realizing that, oh man, I went through like zigzag, zoog, zoog, zoog patterns to get here. So, I mean, just like anything in life. So, yep, that's the podcast. By the way, if you are a person or an artist who wants to do this for themselves, email me at at keshar.in with the subject, I'm a creative. And the qualifications is you should be doing your art skill for at least five years and you should be extremely good at what you're doing. And that is a basic qualifier. So, yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. To the top, I won't stop until I find it. Write my name in diamonds, but all these lights are blinding. I wonder, is it worth it? Feel like I'm losing my mind.